My name is Thomas Ouellette. My name is Mark Lopez. And this is the power of four. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. First try. First try. I like that a lot, my man. Thank Yo, you. This is our first episode with the new with the new setup. Yes, it is. We we have upgraded. We have upgraded. To new microphones. Um, our first microphones because we just yeah, were so doing it say, from Mark, a phone. Mike, we never had microphones before. I know. I know. Better. I'm just going back of what I just said. It's okay. You know what's funny? So we're, we're recording this at Valencia like we typically do. And uh, we, t- we would typically record on a Friday when there's no one here. Exactly. But it's a Wednesday. A lot uh-huh. of people here. People are walking by looking at us. Like, like what is happening? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for season two we of are. The Power of Four. Once again, I'm Mark Lopez. Right next to me, as white, always. White next to you? <laughs> Starting a little early with the racism, Mark. Right next to me is Thomas Olet, like Tom always. Yep. He is the main man of the hour. Uh, so let's take a second and you mm-hmm. know, looking back at season one, mm-hmm. did was is there anything like you noticed about like how you talk? Yeah, uh, I know our theater like, teacher. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know, I know our th- no, you meant it. <laughs> I know our theater teacher always said never use like or um mm-hmm. a lot, and I noticed that I did use that, and it just doesn't sound proper, and it doesn't just it doesn't sound nice at all. Yeah, it doesn't sound like I'm having a conversation with anybody. Uh, I'm just trying to right there, like I'm just trying to I, go back of what I'm saying. I typically like to think of what I'm gonna say before I say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I mean that in not a nice sarcastic. No, you meant way. it. You meant it. I, no, I I like to formulate what i'm gonna say that way i don't say likes okay all right been, all right all right i don't think i've ever been wanting to say like too much what i've noticed is i always sound like i'm about to fall asleep mm. i always listen oh, back yeah. and i sound super tired oh uh, you understand well you're i mean i'm not tired right now i don't know oh i mean i go to sleep right now <laughs> <laughs> um but uh your breaks how was it because a uh, fun fact everyone me and thomas did not really see each other at all during this break i didn't do too much anything over the winter break. <laughs> no. Um, I was just really busy doing other stuff that wasn't working. like, you know, taking a break from everything. But how was your Christmas? It was good. I got, uh, I just asked my parents for one thing. I said, I want a new laptop for school. I got it. So. Oh, this is, a, this is the new, I didn't even pay attention. This is the new laptop. This is the new laptop. It's very nice. I love it. Very, very nice. I got to upgrade too. You're making my laptop look terrible. It's all right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, mine has a number pad. Just saying. And your your New Year's? How's your new? How was your New Year's? Uh, it was good. That's good. Um, you were there. We saw each other. Where was I? Ivan's house. No, I wasn't there. You weren't there. You weren't there. Not I wasn't at all. there. You were with. Wow, me. you really. It's been a while. Mark. You were smoking something that day. I was not. Yeah, you were. Don't. Mark don't. was there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But. How was your? Uh, how did you enjoy your break? Good. Um, we actually went out, out of the house and like vacated somewhere, like in a, mm. in a hotel next to Disney, and we got to spin around like in the city and stuff like that. That's um, neat. So it was really cool. Um, the driving was a little too much because you know, my mom was working too. Oh, this is what I needed to tell you. Um, so yeah, we had, we had a great time, and uh, New Year's was good too. Uh, usually I. I spend it with my mom and my dad in the house, and we just say Happy New Year's and we go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to go to New York throughout that time during New Year's. Cause we don't feel so bad. Okay. I was actually born in Brooklyn, New York, 
but I was I moved down here when I was three, so I'm like a poser. <laughs> I'm basically a Floridian. Like I grew up here, yeah. and um, I've been living in the same house since I was three. So I've I have not experienced much except for Florida, mm-hmm. besides like traveling and trips and stuff like right. that. Um, so I grew up in the woods, really. You know, when when I was here, what? the woods in the boonies. You know. Oh, I, yeah. I was like, wait, wait, like actual woods, like the swamp. Florida, Florida's ninety percent swamp. Making fires outside, yeah. bare hands. You're killing, killing Almost. snakes when I was five. Yes. Really killing, killing snakes? snakes? Yes. Oh. What's like, your favorite form of snake killing? Um. I don't have a favorite because I run away <laughs> and I stay in the house hidden. Mine's um, a shovel. I have a shovel. A shovel? There. I see God. Oh my God. <laughs> that seems um. a little too perfect uh, the way you did that. <laughs> but so, I've never personally killed one myself. <laughs> like, I just watched them kill it from a distance. Like, my grandpa. He can kill it with a knife, a shovel, Whoa, a rock. That's yeah. A rock? A rock. <laughs> I know. They live in Haiti, wow. so they're they're like in the nature, like the most nature. Yeah, so. The most nature. Yeah. <laughs> Haiti. But no, yeah, go ahead. The most nature. The most nature. <laughs> no, go right ahead. So the woods. Yeah. The woods, yeah. Yeah, the, so basically like Poinciana. So if mm-hmm. any of you guys are familiar with like Poinciana, it's like 30 minutes from here. So we're already in Kissimmee. That's away from everything. So Poinciana is like away from everything, everything. Mm-hmm. And there used to be like one road in, literally one road out. Um, this was like before Walmart was ever built. Like we only had one Dixie, one mm. supermarket, no I, gas stations, no food places. I remember moving to where I live now and there was yeah. a one Dixie. Yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> well, was. Well, there still is. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a public right next to it though, so no one goes to one Dixie. Exactly. Right, yeah, they were right, bought out of right. business. It was like, yeah. it was kind of sad to see, but hey, whatever. I but know. yeah, so I, I've been out there. There was not really much to do. Um, my family were brought up like Christian, Baptist, so super, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say super, super strict because like yeah, no, Christian and Islanders mm-hmm. mixed together, that's kind of like already a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> They're super strict culture. Before, but I like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, Haitians are, are really like, they don't play, especially if they're Christians too, then it's just like... Mm-hmm. A whole nother level of but they're good people like my parents are good um i grew up in church like singing being a part of like the plays and Mm. you know they gave me like solos like as a kid so i've i've grew up on stage participating in something whether it was like a play or um in (laughs) school what kind of plays um they had like you know christmas specials like cute little this is the meaning of christmas you know oh yeah me too because whenever because i i went to a private school when i was little and we would have to do like christmas programs and yeah like spring programs and be like talk about jesus yeah so yeah i understand (laughs) really yes 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 where where was yours it was in kissimmee it was like it's like f-u-m-s it's like a church down there and down uh downtown st cloud foams pretty much pretty much you went there too no oh I was at John Young Elementary. <laughs> um, were both your parents born in Haiti? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were both um, different parts of Haiti, but they were born there, and then they moved to America when they were, like, I think in their early 20s, like, or mid-20s. Okay. So they moved to New York, then they moved down here. And your last name yeah. is Blanc? Like, B-L-A-N-C? N-C, yeah. That's, that's, okay, so there's another fun fact about Haiti, it was a French... Uh, colony. Yeah. So majority of people there speak French, and mm-hmm. Blanc in English means white. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm. So ironic. That's good. What's their predominant language over there? Do you speak any? Yeah, all? I don't speak. <clears throat> I speak Haitian Creole, which is like mm, broken yes, French mixed is, yeah. up. But um, I don't 
I would like to speak French. Yeah, my grandparents, they spoke it to me, so they're the reason I know anything. Like, yeah, I can, uh, I can, yeah, I can barely speak. I mean, I can speak a little bit of it. I can tell yeah. people, like, oh, j'ai, j'ai parlé petit en France, which is, like, I speak a little bit of French. Yeah. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> then after that, they answer you, and you're and like, like, uh, oui, oui. Considering what you're saying about, like, um, you, you mentioned, like, family, too, at some point, and, mm-hmm. like, to bring it back, my brother was always like rapping around me because he's a musician now mm-hmm. in New York. Um, he has like a jazz hip hop band, so that's what he does. What's his name? Impossible Odds. Impossible wow, Odds. that's a cool name. Yeah, yeah. You should look him up. That's Shout really out. Cool. Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, what are the odds of you making it in New York? Impossible. <laughs> I like well, that. Well, kind of quite the opposite. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That's, oh, that's that was so the point cool. of his name. But that's yeah. so cool. So they were like in Manhattan area or like Brooklyn? I believe Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Nice. Is, that's is really he like cool. super successful with it? Yeah, I believe. I mean, he's doing it full time. That's fantastic. Now, Good for him. Awesome. now it didn't happen right away, but you know, every with music for and anything sure. else, it takes time. Mm-hmm. But for sure. yeah, so he he would always kind of like have his friends, his musical friends, producers and stuff around me growing up. Even though I was already in plays, I was in you know all these things musically. I kind of had a love for it early on, and I was like, I wanted. I it was like, I wanted to do that. Like when wow. they asked me, "What do you want to be?" I was like, "Well." like the proper quotations answer from my upbringing was like, oh, be a nurse, like, you know, like your mom or what they want uh you to be. But then I was like, but I really want to be a singer. Like I knew I wanted to be an entertainer. I liked it. Um, So then from there, he would kind of throw me on the spot. Like he would would hear my songwriting, like around fourth, fifth grade. I was writing kind of like crusty songs, you know, not my best work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like songs that I could look at and be like, I don't understand it now. But like- What was your favorite one? Can you give us a little sample right now? Ooh, I don't even... No, I bet you remember all of them right now. I don't. (laughs) Not not elementary. I did have one from, like, middle school. Like, my first good song, I remember that one. That Mm. one was called Air. And, um... (laughs) So you just... Air. We breathe it. We our feet beneath us. So you just started writing songs, and he just kind of heard them, and then you kind of... Yeah, like, he would would hear me out. He was kind of like my cheerleader, you know, like... I was really close to him, so he would show awesome. me his stuff. He'd play beats. He'd kind of put me on the spot and make me like freestyle or cipher, but I wouldn't really rap. I would just sing at the time. I would freestyle sing. That's good. Yeah, and then he would do it with his friends. They'd go in the circle. Maybe it was just me and him. I'd write hooks for him sometimes. Like, oh, right. Um, yeah, so we never really... It's crazy, though. All those years of writing, we never completed like a work together. We had some started, but we never really like put it out out there. Right. But we're gonna do it eventually. But it was like a good um, exercise. Like in school, people didn't know I wrote like that. Only my closest closest friends at the time knew that I even wanted to be a singer. They knew I did acting and stuff and that I could sing, but it wasn't like I wasn't going around talking about I'm trying to be an artist. Even though I did want to, I just didn't trust um, sharing all my songs because I learned about copyright and oh, all that stuff from an early age. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, cuz my brother he he would draw. Like he draws really good. Mm. Now he doesn't do it so much, but um when we were younger, he would tell me stuff about like um like he had this really great drawing and then he lost the paper and he signed it in pencil so someone had erased that and signed their name in pen. Oh. So stuff like that, you know, that's uh-huh. something like simple you know it's not like he was making a, a huge amount of money off of it as a kid yeah. but it's a big lesson but that's it, how easy it is for exactly. it to just be taken away from you yeah and then back then people could steal things probably even easier than today that's you true. know yeah. so mm-hmm. 
yeah, music was always a big part of my life. I have like a song book, like full, a binder and a few notebooks full of songs that I'm still working on or, mm. yeah. <laughs> so like, t tell us about like, just how education was for you, like school, like, cause you're, you said Poinciana, so I'm mm -hmm. assuming you're at Poinciana High School? No, I went to Liberty, Liberty High School. Oh, okay. That's on Pleasant Hill. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. So just how, how like, m music, were you doing that while you were in school too? Or mm -hmm. was this kind of like you were thinking about other things to do, going yeah. into um, finishing it, mm -hmm. like finishing up high school and other careers that you wanted to pursue? Yeah, um, for sure. Like music was something I made up in my mind from a while, a long time ago. Like even while I was in school, like I was that kid who had headphones in on the bus, writing songs or singing back like my voice memos to myself or like uh -huh. practicing, maybe having beats that my brother's friend sent at me. Uh -huh. And like, so I had songs in the work ever since I was in school, but it was just never anything that I, that I put out there. Uh -huh. You know, it was like something I kind of wanted to be that person. Cause I always heard people growing up around me like, I'm this and I'm that, like um, maybe being like, oh, I am a a superstar or I am this already, but I didn't want to be that person to say it and not have something to show for it, you know? So I'm, right. I'm just a perfectionist. Like I wanted to have like songs that were completely done, you know, completed before I showcase them, before I even show anybody what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So to answer, yeah, that no. was something that I, I always made up my mind about even while in school. I just didn't really tell everyone that like my aspiration right. was to be a singer that right. was something i kept in my heart that, like, that's not so, yeah. that's what i was gonna ask too um mm -hmm. why you didn't expose it because uh, yeah. that also goes to like being insecure about it or feeling mm -hmm. like uh oh, it's not ready or yeah it wasn't so much i want to do yet it wasn't so much like insecurity about it you know i was it was more like because i did believe in what i could do i was a little it's weird i'm like an extrovert introvert type of person mm -hmm. like right i could get on stage and you know perform in front of hundreds of people but then it's like maybe in person um it's weird as i've gotten older i'm a little more reserved when i was younger i'd be like talking to everybody and anybody mm -hmm. i'd be like hi what's your name hi i'm you know but um yeah it was something that like it was more to it was more so to protect the craft to not really like give away all my ideas and give mm -hmm. it to just anyone who could go and, you know, copy maybe someone who had better resources than I did to go and just right. like create something. Yeah. And then plus it was a matter of like, not really being allowed to go to the studio with my brother to finish songs and stuff like that. Right. Cause he would go late at night. We're like uh, five or six years apart. So by the time I was in middle school, he was already well into high school. He was going to record like late nights and stuff like that. So my parents weren't gonna let me go do that For around sure. a whole bunch of guys. So, um, but I still was writing, you know, I was still creating. Mm -hmm. Some of my good friends knew that like, I would talk about it like, that I was gonna be um, pursuing music full force as soon as I got out of high school. That was like the goal and I did, I just didn't do it in the city I thought. I thought I was gonna move to New York. I was like, no way, once I turn 18, I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> life humbled me. <laughs> so I still lived in Poinciana, still live with my parents, but you know, I still yeah, did. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 especially in New York, cost of living in New York is like the second highest in the world. It's crazy, mm. it's yeah. ridiculous. But I did, I was so set on it. So that kind of shows, that kind of like, life did really humble me to, to know one, 
not everyone's journey is the same because my closest friends all moved away. They all went to school, you know, in different like states and things like that. And then my two, at the time, they were my two closest friends. They moved to like, um, one of them moved to Cali, one moved to Texas, and they both had dreams of music. The one in Texas did really well with it. And it's it was kind of something like, I think she always did poetry, but she did really well when she moved away. My other friend was in Cali and he would always be like, you know, why don't you move out here? You know, all this kind of stuff. But it was like, it wasn't really possible. It was possible if I decided to do it, but it wasn't like, like he'd be like, you could live with me, you could live with my dad. But things really did change over time. Like my parents were like, you're not going over there. So I just ended up staying here. Mm. And, um, and I didn't want to go there unprepared and end up being like on the streets or something. So at the end of the day, after like living life, I realized whatever you want to do, it doesn't really matter. Like you can do it if you really do want to go out there. Like my goal was always to move to New York and then move to Cali. Now looking at things, I'm like, I don't really think it's necessary. Like we have the we have technology. Mm -hmm. I can live somewhere a lot bigger and a lot more stable, like somewhere in the south or somewhere. I don't know, even if it's another state, I can kind of play around the money game a little better. Right. I could live close to the city or even in the city, but just kind of like, it, it's you no longer have to move to like New York to make it. You no longer have to move yeah. to Cali to make it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like people are getting found everywhere. It's just how you work the market. Um, so eventually I do want to move to the city, but I was just like, I just got introduced to the Orlando scene while I was here. And I started going out to the open mics and showcases like two, three years ago. I started like really putting myself out there with original work. Uh -huh. I started going to my friends who were producers and then like getting beats from them and actually completing songs. Even if they weren't complete, I'd have like a beat and a full song written. So I would just go and then perform that, you know, on the open mics and right. I started to get known around the town and things like that. So hmm. um, I was Christina Marie back then, but you know, <laughs> most of them know I transitioned over to Cadence April. So now I'm just like trying to continue that like you know, but mm -hmm. it was it was always a decision I made since since school, since middle school. I knew that I wanted to be a singer. Mm. Yeah, I just didn't share it with many people because I was really nervous about people stealing the work that I believed in it enough that I really felt that if someone heard the songs and they were a singer, not anyone. I don't think everyone operates as a thief, but, you know, I felt <laughs> like <laughs> I felt like I had to protect my work, you know, right. so that's why I didn't really share it like that back then. So besides music, okay. um, is there other things in your life um, that you've enjoyed um, while you're um, kind of like off, not do, yeah, exactly, not doing music in terms of like what you're doing in your life? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Because <laughs> um, lately, I feel like for like a good year and a half, I've just been performing, like I've just been doing music everything's consumed in it and I do love it um like for instance back in high school I did things like like senior year I remember you asked me that earlier mm -hmm. senior year I was able to do I was only in theater and in oh. drama so it was just like I loved acting I loved doing all that stuff I would like to get back into it one day that was just like my main thing I even almost went to school for it um and then I remember I did senior year, I was like, I've invested all my time into theater. I haven't gotten a chance to do anything else. So right. I went, I did, um, I was in chorus most of the years too, like as an elective. Right. And then um, I joined chorus, but I didn't have enough time for it. I joined the dance team, I didn't have enough time. I did wrestling. Oh. I did great in wrestling. Nice. That was great. 
Um, and then what else? Track and field. So senior year, I shoved everything I could just to like experience other people, you know, other mm. types of things. Mm. Um, I could say till this day now, health and fitness was always something that I've been like interested in. I've kind of fallen off my journey like mm. heavily <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> no, I hear you, I hear you. but yeah so like i think working out stuff like that was something that i really enjoyed doing like no. not only does it help me perform better and things like that but just you know it kind of releases just like i don't know if it's endorphins or what it is but i get this kind of high from like running and exercising and right. working out that kind of makes me feel good right yeah nice but i don't know what else i do well that, that actually <laughs> At, like brought up a question in my head. So, your family's very, very Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, you do sort of like a R and B, real music. It's beautiful. It's Thank absolutely you. beautiful. Um, it were your family really acceptable with it? Like when they when they listen to her, like this, like we we like what you do, yeah. or did they not? come across it as like they enjoyed it because your your brother also did rap so yeah. I didn't really I don't really know what he really rapped about or stuff yeah. like that but like in terms of like that with your family like mm-hmm. how's that approach like how does that work that is really funny just because um like they don't for instance my mom my parents they do believe like you could do whatever you want to do in life but um as far as it I don't think that they were like super supportive in the sense that you know, they come out to the shows and things like that. Also, the environments, you know, like most of, of the course. places, they rent out clubs or they rent out, you know. <laughs> so they're not trying to go out there. No. But um, I would say my dad really wasn't about the whole hip hop. His whole concept of rap, he would think rap was just like, because you have rappers who have conscious rap, you know. You have people speaking about real things and they're mm. not just talking about drugs, monies, bitches, things like that. Like. Some stuff doesn't even have any cussing in it, but like they weren't really about the hip hop rap scene. Um, mm-hmm. Even a little bit of the R and B, I wouldn't say that they were the most. Um, my mom was more open minded about it. Like she was more supportive. Like, oh, cool, you know. She did hope that I would do Christian music more, but it just wasn't my calling. Like mm-hmm. the first thing I thought to do wasn't to write that way. I just wrote about how I feel, what mm-hmm. I'm feeling. I wrote for fun. I wrote to release. I just wrote randomly whenever I got inspiration. So it was kind of hard to be like, I don't like forcing myself to like write a certain way. Mm-hmm. I do have some songs I've written like about God and things like that, but it's it's a lot less compared to the amount of songs I have about everything mm-hmm. else. So, you know, I'm not really, uh, how can I explain? I'm trying to answer it more direct. No, 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 no. <laughs> but everything makes, it, yeah. it makes total sense because mm-hmm. obviously the, the yeah, battle yeah, it's hard, it's hard with It's hard to be different. super creative yeah. about something you don't feel creative about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can be creative about it. Like, I do get passionate when I think about it. Like, you know, even the battles, like, for instance, lately, um, living at home for so long, there's kind of an expectation that your parents have of you. Like, mm-hmm. in in our culture, the way it is, it's like, you know, like, I think American culture is so different from, like, Islander type of parents. Like, they kind of more want to, it's like they want you to be independent and stuff, but they also want to protect you. They want you to stay there. They're like, stay as long as you need. Right, right. But in the same sense, they're like, be independent. So it's like, you know, they were trying to keep me at home, afraid of me going out into the real world. And then the same token, it, I feel like the same kind of thing was expected through my content. Like they wanted me to be a certain way. I wasn't quite that way. Kind of trying to adult and figure myself out. 
I couldn't just do whatever I wanted at home. I still had to go by what they expected of me. So what I watched, what I listened to, I kind of kept that in my room in my headphones, you know, type of thing. Like, right. So it was. it's just been an interesting journey. But it's helped me to write certain things that relate to that. Like, I do have a song um, called Growing Pains. It's not out everywhere yet. It's just on SoundCloud right now. But it's basically talking about, like, overcoming and, like, God power, you know, like, God being able to get me through those hard times. But it's also, like all the stuff battling with like those demons and things like that, like mm -hmm. stuff that was super hard on my spirit and my conscience. And I think a lot of that derives from expectations that you feel like you can't meet because you know, you're going through life, you are who you are. But when you're right next to like your parents, they kind of, I don't think they mean to, but they just put so much pressure in the sense that they don't realize like that they're doing it. They just want right. you to be great. And then right. they want you to be great in the way that they know what greatness is so it's like I always believe in God you know I always I've had my questions I've had my moments where I doubted and stuff but it was like I felt like I needed to I've experienced life too my upbringing I'm not the exact same way as my mom I look like her but I didn't quite do the things like things that I've done to her is like ludicrous like she's like what I would never you know but me I'm like well I'm in a whole nother place than you were when you know when you were that exactly, age exactly. so it's just I could definitely be passionate <laughs> writing about like religion and, and God and all that kind of stuff but I just naturally write about whatever I feel like writing Who, who's your favorite yeah. artist oh that oh I don't really <laughs> used to be Alicia Keys used mm. to be when I was younger now I don't think I have a favorite I do mm. love like Beyonce uh, mm. Lauren Hill Erica Badu Missy Elliott people like that uh, John Legend who else? I, I like um, Billy Joel. Billy Joel? Billy Joel. Is, is that, a, I don't know. I know I should, don't, don't record this. Can you cut this out? <laughs> <laughs> I should know who this is. The third best selling artist in the history of the world. In the history of the oh, world? In the history of the world, yeah. Really? He's, he's labeled as the third? We can go look Piano that up man, later. Uptown Girl, Still oh. Rock and Roll, We Didn't Start to Fly. Oh, okay. probably know some of the songs. Nah. Like I just don't know the name. Did you know Erica about you? You don't know Erica Badu. Wait, wait, are you <laughs> saying words? Do you know Erda Buddha? Erda Badu? Erda Badu? Who was Erda Badu? I know exactly who. Erica Badu is huge, too. I know I can't exactly get the who stats. you were talking about. Yeah. Do you know who she is? Erda Badu. Boom. Erica Badu. Erica Badu. What? What Pokemon is that? <laughs> We've hit an impasse. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. That's oh, great, my God. Guys. That's hilarious. That's great, guys. So, knowing you, I knew a like all this whole group because yeah. of our close friend Carlos, yeah. um, our immediate friend Carlos, <laughs> um, and you guys all do music together. You guys have all a, just a very awesome, like unique sound. Everybody's yeah. different. Yeah. Um, how did that came about? Who really brought that all together? Yeah. And um, why did you guys decide to bring that all together? Yeah. And and it's, yeah. it's also good too because just seeing a bunch of artists working together and mm -hmm. everything's very not light and positive. You don't really see yeah. that a lot. Nope. Um so what <laughs> how did that really came about? Um, well, it so it's interesting cuz I think hmm I think I know for sure Micah and I um, cuz he's actually the one who produces like he composes the songs as far as like the music of it. Mm -hmm. And um, he was like one of the first, I was looking for an engineer, I was looking for a producer, and it so happened that we ended up at the same show. Um, okay, let me take it back, because there's so much that's mm -hmm. happened over these years. How we met was at one of the shows 
that there was a group Pleasant Point way back in the day. I was like a part of Pleasant Point, but um, I don't know if you know Spirit Sam, people like that. This guy who plays guitar and um, roles, but basically they're like some artists in Kissimmee, and they had um, they would try to put bring people together like in Kissimmee and stuff like mm-hmm. that because you know the Orlando scene kind of had its thing but in Kissimmee Point Siena area there was not really anything going mm-hmm. on so it's funny because Mike and I actually live like five minutes from each other but we never knew each other he went to Point Siena I went to Liberty and um there was a collective called Lyrical Menaces so they were a whole group at first before I met them I was still Christina Marie mm-hmm. and then we all were invited to that show to perform. Mm-hmm. So this show was like, I don't even remember where. I just know we were driving. There was this huge field. It was like isolated, like in the woods. <laughs> a lot of cars there, a lot of people. But I was like, where the hell am I? And then we go in and it was like a house full of people. And that's where we first met. That's where I first met Micah, before I met um, Enzo and, and Carlos else. and everybody else. And then I... I saw them perform. I thought they were amazing. They saw me perform. They thought I was dope. Then I ended up joining Lyrical Menaces. So I wasn't, at at this point, I I wasn't in Pleasant Point anymore, but I was still like, or if I was, we we weren't really like, um, I was very much so still my own artist. Like we all were our own artists within a collective. Right. So I just happened to kind of eventually I drifted away and then I joined Lyrical Menaces and then we were together for a minute. Um, We changed our name recently to Trip Summit. But basically, um, that was the group that I was rolling with for a while. Like, we'd done a lot of shows together. And then eventually, the different collectives within uh, Kissimmee and Poinciana and a little bit of Orlando, too, we all just started to go to the same shows. We started to see each other a lot. You know, it was just like, eventually, we ended up at, um, I'm trying to think of the first day I met Carlos, because I know uh, Max put together, it was before Mad Soul and all that. Where was the first show? It, it, it had to be one of those shows that they've probably put together had something to do with. Uh-huh. It might have even been a show that Rolls put together or Theory, um, some of the Pleasant Point Collective. I can't remember. I just know it was at least a good... I've probably known them now for like two years or almost two years. So we they had some kind of show that we eventually met at right. <laughs> where it was like mostly them performing and eventually we all just connected like we got to meet Carlos we got to meet Enzo um and then we just loved how everybody vibed like it was right. a lot different than like the Mad Soul shows it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. and any kind of show like Underground um anything that Max throws and Enzo and all of them are a part of like vernacular in general um I like how they throw shows and I like the community because we just kind of are all on a different frequency. Like, I'm telling you, I would go to a lot of shows in Orlando. And it's like no shade because, like, I did start out there. That's where I met a lot of, lot of dope artists. I've connected with so many different people. Once you're creative, you start to notice, you start meeting a lot of creatives. It's, like, almost inev- inevitable that you'll cross paths at some point. Mm-hmm. So if it's not, like, now you're going to meet that person at some point because you're going to end up going to the same shows. If you're both hungry for it, you're gonna end up running into each other. So I think that's kind of what happened with us. Like we just naturally ended up in the same space, and then we thought we were all dope. So we were like, "How, yo? We need to get together. We need to like, you know." But Micah and I, we already were like together for a while. Like we already did, been doing music together. We already 
been together like around each other and like we stuck by doing our arts like since back then you mm-hmm. know first we were like friends for a minute like now we're a little more than friends so <laughs> so yeah so we but we definitely i stick by him like he's like the main person that that does anything for me or with me musically but we're still part of a collective right and then we all there's like seven eight members just in trip summit there's mm-hmm. like adrian there's drum kage there's salvant there's myself micah um trying to think did I say? Oh, Leo, mm-hmm. memory unit. So there's a lot of us already. So then we just met all of, we met Enzo, we met Max, we met Carlos, and then we met all of Vernacular. And mm-hmm. Vernacular is like another eight, seven people. Wow. So it was just like a lot of like masterminds in the same place. Like we all loved each other's music and we were like, why not we work together? Mm-hmm. And um, they threw shows. So naturally, I think it was from Max throwing a lot of shows. We just kept running into each other. He would call us on the lineup. Um, they've had like house parties where we've performed at. We've had like bigger things like the fair or like other showcases like at Hanau Center. And we've all just kind of kept that community amongst each other. Like we're all on the same, um, we have the same kind of objective. You know, we all want to get out there. We think that we're really talented amongst each other. So, and everyone's very humble. Like it's just different. I've been to shows in Orlando. And when you when you're in that vibe, there's a different type of like uh, aura around mm. like the people. I don't know if you guys have been to shows in Orlando, like other open mics and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like a whole that. vibe. It's a whole it's a it's whole a different different atmosphere. vibe. Like that. I think mm. that's what glued us together. Like Carlos, he's super funny and he's down to earth. You know, like believe it or not, we don't. I don't see Carlos that much, but from mm. the times I have seen him, mm-hmm. he's always a pleasure to be around, and mm. he's super talented. Um, Enzo. Great vibe, super funny too, mm-hmm. just like uplifting. Everyone's very uplifting, mm-hmm. like I noticed, and different. Everyone's super different. Mm-hmm. So it's like we just kind of all mesh together. It just works. Like we don't, some of us have tracks together, but believe it or not, like we have some stuff in the works, like Enzo and mm-hmm. I, and I know like Carlos and Micah, I think they have some stuff coming together. Um, so a few of us have things that are not out yet, mm-hmm. but not all of us have collabed yet. So mm-hmm. it's funny. We've done a lot of shows, but we haven't all been on like tracks together just yet. But right. it's going to happen. Mm. Little by little. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, if there was something I would say that um, people who've come before me or after me music, um, some advice or like for people who are coming up, I would just say to keep doing what you're doing. Be consistent. Um, even if you're feeling like you know a failure in some area of your life, let this be the thing that you never give up on. You know, like any kind of dream that you want to do, just let that be the main focal point of your existence. You know, like really just do everything in your power, everything that you can to make that come to fruition. So it might not look the way you want it, especially just coming in. If you're just starting out, you're gonna go through a lot of things. You're gonna invest a lot of money before you get paid. You're gonna travel really far before anyone notices. You're just gonna be putting yourself out there nonstop. It takes time. Just remember great people, nothing worth having comes easy, you know? And some people work at these things for 10 years before they're even noticed on a global scale or even a, even a, um, in the States, like before they're ever put on any screen. 
So just because you see people in this social media culture coming out, it seems like they made it overnight, there's no such thing. Just remember that. <laughs> Don't freak out so much. Just, just pause, focus, get good company around you. Um, you know, stop to smell the roses, appreciate the season that you're in. Don't try to force anything that comes from, um, you know, from friends to relationships to anything. Just enjoy the place that you're in. Take your time, have fun. My name is Cadence April, and this has been The Power of Four. freaking annoying sibling or something or not even an annoying sibling sometimes it feels like something i want to fight because it's like i'm sitting there it's like i love i love it so much but sometimes the journey can be so painful and it's like ah you know so i think we all have that in what we love there's certain things that no matter how much we love it we don't want to do certain aspects of it like the business stuff you're not always going to want to do those business things but you have to because it's your craft this is what i want to do for the rest of my life this is what I'm trying to, you know, wake up in the morning and, and focus about. And if there's anything to worry about, worry about that. Like, and that that be the main thing. So, that much energy has to be put into it. And it's a beautiful thing. I feel like it's always worth it. I feel like there's not never enough work that I'll have to do considering music, concerning music, that would make me not love it anymore. I think I'll always love music. Um, it's what I want to do. And... Yeah, I, I look forward to seeing what what music has in store for me and what I can do for it as well. So bright, I tell you I'm gleaming 
Sun-kissed skin, my melanin beaming They chained us up in fear of our genius They don't know my Jesus, we still got the freedom Kick in my hair like Erica Badu Plotting moves, we stepping in one-twos Groove with me, together we can't lose I tell you we can't snooze, got too much we need to So keep your chin up, chin up When you look in the mirror, need you to open your ears I need you to hear me clearer Because your black is beautiful Your brown is beautiful Your crown is too Don't ever feel you inferior With that mind so bold, you gon' reign superior With that heart of gold, don't ever let that fear in you Cause you're worth it, deserve it He made you lovely with purpose He's waiting for you to flourish So keep on shining so earnest He made you marvelous was a great episode for more episodes on the power of four you can follow us on spotify or subscribe to apple podcast